Oh, hello there, Twitch and YouTube later, but hi. Um, I am super excited today because this is our first exclusive live stream just to Twitch. Used to be live on YouTube and Twitch and blah, blah, blah. But we are now, we've activated our affiliate status. We are now live on Twitch. It'll be on YouTube afterwards. Uh, if you want to, you know, you miss an episode or whatever, just check out A Filthy Lot on YouTube. But uh, I'm super excited because we're going to be switching up the show over the next little while. And uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, hi, this is A Filthy Talk, if you're just tuning in for the first time. Uh, a Filthy Lot's weekly live panel discussion show. We're coming at you live from North Vancouver on the traditional lands of the Squamish Nation. We'd like to recognize the privilege to work play and create on these beautiful lands. Uh, comment in the chat with what traditional lands you're on and watching us from. And if you don't know, do some looking it up, you know, find out where, what was this place and what is it now? And yeah, learning, learning is History. fun. Yes, uh, I'm Trevor Gemma and this is Roz Young and returning as fact checker, it's been a while, uh, mm -hmm. is Matt Baker. Hello. Hey buddy. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, it's good to be here. Yeah, um, uh, uh, and be ni extra nice to Matt because, uh, <laughs> so because this is our first Twitch stream uh, as an affiliate with Twitch, we are gifting everyone in the chat today a sub to our channel for free. So yeah, <laughs> tell your friends, tune them in and they'll get a free sub. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so anyway. And there's um, points and, and things they can do. It's fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tune in, get points. The points are already activated. And uh, there's just your basic stuff right now. We've got one in there if you take a look. Uh, I'm, <laughs> it's called RP Filthy Talk. If you save up 100,000 channel points, you can redeem it. And we have to do an entire episode of Filthy Talk in character. Um, what and, character, you might ask? I don't know. We'll find out. We'll figure that out as time goes on. <laughs> I think we'll probably give whoever redeems it the choice to uh, choose, uh, characters. choose characters based on panelist. I like it. Yeah. Um, okay. So first nerd things first. News. Nerd news. Um, do you? What do you want? To, do you have anything nerd news uh, that you're itching to talk about? We want to talk about Dave Filoni. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dave Filoni. For those who don't know. Well, we always want to talk Star Wars news. This is true, especially if you're around Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's actually the one who told me about this one. Oh! Yeah. But do uh, you know what's going on there fully? Uh, sounds like he's in charge now. Yeah. He is, he is Mr. Star Wars now. Um, the, so if you don't I know who Dave Filoni is. I actually really, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about this. Yeah, this is exciting because yeah. if you're a Star Wars fan, uh, he is too. Like, if you've watched Clone Wars or Rebels or the new Bad Batch or The Mandalorian, this is the man who is fingers in deep making those shows. Some of the best stuff coming out of Star Wars. Fingers in deep? Yeah, is that weird? Your fingers are in pies. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I, I mean, you could be deep in the pie, I guess. Just this is... <laughs> deep in the pie. Deep in the um, pie. Anyway, him being in charge is very exciting because as the Mandalorian proved, the man knows Star Wars, loves Star Wars, and wants to do, like what we all hope to see in Star Wars. Well, maybe not we all, but uh, a lot of the hardcore Star Wars fans. Yeah, I'm I mean, Even the hardcore, whatever. We love Clone Wars, Rebels, yeah. Mandalorian, so I think this is a great sign for the kind of Star Wars that we like, which yeah, you know, really true to that version of the lore. Yeah. So, super pumped. And I mean, it, yeah. it showed, I, I, I went crazy in the Mandalorian when, um, oh geez, help me out, I'm drawing a blank. A blank. Caddy, you uh, have Caddy, a- Katie Sackhoff's character, you, no, you should know. One of you two. 
the talking about the Mandalorian who who uh, she was like sisters the, with the queen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, um, thank you. What? Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. Yes. Oh my God! I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> All right, thanks, brother. Uh, I did yeah, you. I trusted you, but Matt. Seeing the character that, like, like the the actor that that voiced the cartoon know, character played the as soon as it happened. Oh, so cool! I lost Very my exciting. mind to see something like that. Like that shows that someone in charge cares about keeping things as cool as possible and connecting them in the way that. The, there are those Easter eggs for the fans who have been watching all yes. of the storylines that he's been a part of. So. Yeah. So hopefully it's a good sign of things to come. Um, what else you got? Uh, have you heard about the uh, announcement from uh, D&D? I got this as an email this morning. Mm. Um, I don't remember signing up an email list for Dungeons & Dragons, but I've just, been getting them. general D&D emails? Yeah, it's like it's literally <laughs> from Dungeons & Dragons is the like, anyway. Um, like Wizards of the Coast? It doesn't say wizards, it says Dungeons and Dragons. This is the crazy thing. Uh, but they announced the Summer of Drizzt, which... And then, and then you just peed your pants a little bit. I got very excited, because yep. uh, uh, it is my favorite novel series, like, hands down. And um, there's a short, an animated short film written by Ari Salvatore and voiced by uh, uh, Bendy Dink Cricklesnatch. Wait, what? Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, he's, Cumbersnatch? he's narrating it. Okay. Um, uh, I said Bendy Dink Crinklesnatch is my. You know, <laughs> I saw that in a meme one time and it really stuck because it's hilarious. What is your favorite version of Benedict? Cumberbatch? Oh yeah, yeah. What's your uh, your, yeah. your your Bendy Snicker Cumberbund? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, so they're, we're, we're off the rails. Sorry, we're Summer of Drifts. Yes. They're making D&D content in live action and... So, um, it's, well, that wasn't in this announcement. I heard oh. that after. So there's there's the there's a video game coming out next month on June 22nd, uh, uh, Dark Alliance, which is about Drifts and the Companions, where you can play up to four players. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for that. Yep. And then there is uh, an animated short film uh, call oh I forget what it's called sleep something something sleep state or something like that but that's available now to watch and then uh, Ryan was telling me that they've announced Wizards has announced that they're making a live action Dritz series which I'm equal parts excited and worried because I don't know how they're gonna pull that off it's always tricky when your favorite uh, <sighs> in any other medium other than the the film or you know stuff gets adapted because you have that, this is what I saw in my head, and if that door to the Gryffindor common room opens the other way, I'm gonna lose my shirt. Like, that's unreasonable! Yeah. And then you see it and you're just like, I love it, but also I hate it! Well, the thing that's crazy about it is, I mean, the, that I worry about with adaptations is that they always want to change it and make it their own, mm -hmm. and really- They should, they should change it and make it their own. Uh, why? Because it's not gonna necessarily work you know, this is a different filthy talk. It is. We did an adaptation one uh, well, ages ago. We need more. But I. I uh, it's the media media are all different from each other. What did you think? So, what did you think of the first two Harry Potter movies? Garbage. Oh. Hot, hot. Okay. Garbage. Nerd fight three. We're gonna get into Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> okay, but Summer Drift. Super excited. But the two of us will sit here and talk forever. But there's more people who we want to bring on the stage. So, uh, bringing out first, you know him from previous Filthy Talks, usually 
sitting in Matt's seat, but uh, I think for uh, maybe only the second time joining us up in the panel is Ryan White. Good oh, yeah. <laughs> I, th I think it's my third. Is it your third? Oh, oh lucky number three. I think I did like the second or third episode and then one more somewhere in like the 20s. Were you on the Base Coast episode? Maybe. I think so. Mm, I think that might have been CP and Murdoch. It's kind of impressive, but we've done so many of these things. I've like forgotten yeah. all the ones that. Forty-two. Yeah, incredible. I know. Like, forty-two. I'm super forty-two. Thank you for forgetting us to forty-two of us. And everyone else. Woo! So this, yeah, this is one team week. Effort, this is a team effort. Team effort. Yeah. Like, well, I missed one. Oh uh, yeah, of like the weeks that we've actually been at the studio, I think we missed one week. Yeah, I missed one, but uh, Roz uh, uh, put my face on a stick. It was. <laughs> yeah. it, it, we didn't even notice. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, and oh, we also, did. I love you. Uh, 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 sorry, I'm, 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 I can't remember how many times James has been on. Uh, I think the last time was New Year's with a game show, Ooh, but able to now uh, uh, speak her mind on, on stuff that's not just answering questions about trivia. <laughs> uh, the most Canadian girl you'll probably ever meet. Jamie Gummo. <laughs> and, and Ellie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We go everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for having us. It's yeah. a pleasure to be on this side of the stage. Yeah. Yeah. Does it feel different? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah? I mean, when you're in the, the little like fact checker station over there, you're at like, a, like an undressed card table, <laughs> like a folding chair. Nothing, nothing but like the best for you, like right? third class citizen. <laughs> um, I tried once, we have fancier tables over there. And I brought the fancier table over for like one episode and I felt like such a big shot. But then they <laughs> took it away and they said it was like messing up their shot or something. It was something. the wrong so, height or something? Yeah. Yeah, typical. Holding table. Because yeah. tripods don't go up and down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like a tablecloth or like a, you know, like a bit of bunting or something. We can judge it up. We can judge. Let's judge it up. We got the little like ivy behind Matt. I mean. Yep. That looks classy AF. Yeah, yep. the, um, the robot camera that's uh, slowly tracking across the stage right now, it always brushes against one of the bits of ivy. Oh. I always hear it and it like, it was like, oh shit, what the, what the, what the <laughs> Oh, oh I did not oh. do that. That was weirdly That was tried. a Jedi mind track right there. I did not do that, but maybe I did. Yeah, it was. But also, was... the spiders. Um, okay, so today, uh, title of the episode is Guilty Pleasures. We're also gonna be talking about Twitch itself, which is what kind of got us there. Um, well, yeah, because we were talking about why do people love to watch live content? Yeah, because it's not just live, like it started off mostly around video games, but Twitch has evolved to represent so much stuff. There's cooking streams, there's, uh, there's tons of live music, especially in the last year uh, since COVID hit, like a ton of DJs have been doing really cool streams on Twitch. Um, there's, Our own, David, what? David Pelvis, rocking on Twitch when we first started. Indeed. Like, yes. Yeah. I didn't know and what it was at that point. So, do either of you watch much live online content? A bit, but honestly, mostly on YouTube. Ah. Like, I, uh, one of my favorite, absolutely favorite electronic musician, performer, beatboxer guys of all time, Beardy Man. Oh, yeah. In the UK that, like, <laughs> has name. this 
insane. Like if anybody has not seen Beardy Man, I cannot recommend him enough. He has this like crazy rig where like he's got like all these iPads and keyboards and stuff. And he just like makes sounds with his mouth and then like puts them into this system. And he's got all these sliders and knobs and buttons and all this shit. And he can make sounds out of his mouth sound like any other sound. And he can make any huh. genre of music on the fly and he streams to like Twitch and YouTube pretty much every week. Oh. Um, and so I've definitely tuned into some of his stuff. Um, haven't watched a lot of gaming content. Are you a big Reggie Watts fan? Ooh. Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> also, if anybody hasn't seen it and I posted it in our Slack, but the world at large does not have access to that. No, uh, Mark Wilbury, another uh, kind of beatboxer, live electronic musician, just did a stream with Wayne Brady of Whose Land Is It Anyway fame, and it is incredible. It like, it's honestly, it's like Wayne Brady is like having the time of his life. It feels like Wayne Brady was like, oh, this is like where I was meant to be. Oh. Like, it, like honestly, it feels like a way more authentic version of Wayne Brady than you've like kind of ever seen anywhere else. And he just seems like he's having the best time. It's so good. <laughs> Cannot recommend it enough. <laughs> uh, interesting reference for Wayne Brady. Um, Trevor, I watch Filthy Talk Live every week. I oh, missed last go. week. Um, I think I've watched 39 out of 42 episodes. You're always in the chat. Yeah, I'm yeah. always in the chat. Um, and I usually watch it recorded too. Like I usually watch most live and then recorded just to see what you edit out. We don't. don't edit anything out. Uh, I know. No. <laughs> we don't edit anything out. We, uh, uh, yeah, proper representation. I mean, that, uh, this is off topic, but a funny story from last night. I was doing a personal stream on my own Twitch channel last night and I came back from a break and I pushed the wrong button on my stream deck. So <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving it up. It's on my channel, but there's a half an hour of just in the bottom little corner, it's just my face and then a black screen. <laughs> <laughs> and all you can hear is me and my brother playing a video game. You can't hear the video game. <laughs> That's great. We're, we're just playing Destiny and just like yeah, screwing around. It. And then uh, J-Dabs, I'm shouting out J-Dabs won. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> He was like, hey man, uh, just so you know, your screen's black. And I was like, my screen's black? Because I wasn't even paying attention to my screen in OBS. I was just watching the chat. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, uh, I haven't gone into any of the live gaming content. Like every ex-boyfriend I had that played video games, all I could hear rumbling out of the basement was always just like very derogatory, homophobic slanders against one's mother. Oh. Um, and usually uh, from like a 12 year old boy just screaming in his yep. like, little high pitched voice. So I haven't gone into it yet just because I'm like, my mom is not gay. Don't be rude, you little shits. <laughs> I'm sure that's on Twitch, but I haven't come across a lot of that. Like okay. a lot of the streamers, I haven't been doing it very long and I've come across a lot of like really fun people. Yay. Yeah, and the they're changing. and they're they're fun, they're funny, they're good at video games, they're fun to watch, they're engaging to watch. I think the thing I enjoy the most is um, is the interaction with the person, not so much the game that they're doing. Like people that like take it I don't watch a lot of like hardcore gamers. It's all like casual variety stuff where they play whatever and you just they die, they don't it's not a big deal, it's not the end of the world. They kind of laugh about it, you laughed with them. It's uh it's filling a certain gap in my life that the uh, pandemic has left. I think you said the word earlier that I want to get our guest's opinion on, but authenticity. Mm. You know, is there something about seeing people live that feels totally. more real than the edited content? And is that what people really enjoy about Twitch? That was literally a point I wanted to put my hand up to make. Yeah. Is I think certainly from my perspective, one of the reasons that like live content has really blown up over the last few years is like, 
we for so long have existed in this sort of media climate and environment where like everything that you see is so carefully like manipulated and manicured yep. and sanitized that like you never really get a sense as to like who these people that you idolize actually are. You know them for the characters that they play and they're very carefully crafted and managed public personas, but you don't know who Chris Pine is as a dude. You know, you don't know what it's like to hang out with that guy. Whereas like this new world of live content, there's none of that. It is straight, raw, unfiltered and direct. You are getting obviously like a, a performative persona, yes. but I think it's a hell of a lot closer to the reality of who that person is as a human being. I think uh, something I learned in film school, because uh, uh, I, I went for acting, is that people need to get over being in front of a camera. Like, you, you, some people just immediately, and like completely freeze, and, but it, it just takes time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> Why was you're he playing your first D&D &D game that? live on Twitch what next Tuesday. So, I mean, you're over it. You're yeah, over it. Yeah, if you want to see oh, people shit. fail miserably in life and that helps you, uh, <laughs> tune in on Tuesday. I'm playing well, that's D&D. That's exciting. <laughs> It'll be great. Don't worry about it. I know. You got my back. <laughs> It'll be fun. What do you, uh, uh, do you know what you're playing as? Oh, I, I mix up all of the like titles. So people are like, what's your uh, class? And I'm like, I'm a monk or like, I, don't, I mix stuff up. But uh, I am an Eared Velope, which is a homebrew creation from the world of Altero of Roz and uh, Matt. And I am a rogue, and I'm a folk hero, and I based my entire character after my dog. So it's going to oh, be like Ellie personified um, as a feisty little shiitake. <laughs> that sounds fun. It's going to be great. great. I'm so pumped. I'm going to be like really bad, I think. But I have imagination, so I'll bring it. Nice and not crumble under the pressure. <laughs> um, so, okay, is there, uh, title of the episode, Guilty Pleasures, is there anything that you can easily identify in like stuff that you watch that you would consider a guilty pleasure? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A lot of people say <clears throat> reality TV. Oh, okay. I would say to an extent, um, there are certainly some like animated shows that are like intended for younger <laughs> audiences that I've really That could have gone in a totally different direction, so yep. I'm really happy. <laughs> really happy it went to like, things you like Things like Adventure Time and Steven Universe. Like, people that aren't into shows like that would see shows like that and be like, those are kids shows, why are you wasting your time? Like, those are, you know, intended for babies. You're an adult, you should be watching serious, dramatic content. No, those shows are incredible. Why did I just self-censor myself? <laughs> you beeped yourself. fucking incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did. I like actually like under-breathed that song. Yeah, you did, yeah. yeah. Impressive, yeah, actually. Wow. Um, and so like, you know, certainly some things in that kind of vein. Like I watched every episode of Adventure Time probably three times by now. I have not gone so, back and watched Steven Universe again, but like... Well, now, where does the guilt come in? I, like, I think it's just because it's other people's perceptions of yeah? that kind of content. Oh. Like, there's certain people that you will talk to and, and they don't get it because that's not a thing that they've ever been interested in and they think that it's juvenile or puerile or adolescent or something and there's certain like judgment and you're like, I don't wanna be judged, I just wanna uh, like the things I like. Totally the judgment, it's like I was prepping for the show and by prepping I mean like I googled guilty pleasure and that was it, but anyways, <laughs> uh, you know. And the shipment arrives on Tuesday. <laughs> like, I don't have any guilty pleasures anymore, they're just pleasures, but. Right? 
Yeah. But it, the guilt part does come from the thing you can't control is like what that person might think about me. Like who gives a flying flip? Like <laughs> it doesn't matter, they're not guilty pleasures anymore. I'll watch The Damn Bachelor if I want to and I'll follow all of them on Instagram for six months and then wonder why I'm doing it and delete them all. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> Who cares? And, and there's like there's certain like films that like I know they're not good, but I've watched them like way more times than the amount of good that they are because like they just they resonate with me or they have like a certain nostalgic connection to like a moment. You get some time. kind of there's like, comfort watched, or yeah. nostalgia. I watched Neil Gaiman's Stardust. Ever seen that one? Oh yeah. It's, it's not a good movie, but I've nope. probably watched it like <laughs> ten times because Ooh, like ten. anytime Ooh, I digits, feel like man. really bad in life, for some reason that movie cheers me up. Huh. And then also Disney's John Carter of Mars. Oh my. Terrible movie. Appallingly bad movie. Never even heard of it. I've watched it like five times. I don't know what it is. I don't I think it's that, that bad. On. It's not great. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Like if I talked to Ben about that movie, Ben would give me so much shit. He'd be like, that's garbage. You're a garbage person for watching garbage <laughs> content. Um, there are several people in chat who support your uh, Stardust. Uh, it, it, like, what about Mark? John Carpenter of Mars. <laughs> John Carter of Mars. John Carter. That would be a good movie. John Carpenter, John Carpenter, of, Mars. Carpenter of Mars would be a good movie. It's just more movies about Earth. Yeah. <laughs> the Earthlings are coming. Oh, dirt. Actually, that's a good premise for a horror movie. Um, it's I, like reverse. Wait, what was the Will Smith one where he's I Am Legend? Oh. Where he's like, he is the monster. That <laughs> yeah, book yeah. was great. That movie was also garbage. Yeah. True. I, Have I you ever seen a Mega Man? What, yes. the, like the original of that? Yeah. yeah. Friends, Friends is a guilty pleasure. The original and is actually a Vincent Price movie that was then made into a Mega Man. Oh. Uh, I don't remember the name. I will look this up. Yeah. <laughs> so, I would say on the wait, subject wait, wait. of Friends, like. Friends, yeah. I, I don't know about that one. Cause like. Wait, what? Who doesn't like Friends? And who's gonna judge you for liking no, Friends? No, I judge like myself. It's, dominant it's, cultural phenomena of I know. like the. Like, but but it's 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 judged harshly now. Yeah, like, it doesn't because, because there's this like horrible thing happening where unless stuff comes from uh, uh, long enough ago, it's judged by today's standards. And yeah. that one's so recent. I mean, it, it's the '90s, which right. feels like it was less everyone's than straight, it is. Everyone's white. Yeah, yeah. You know, but they, like they don't I, have particularly good jobs. But I rewatched like it recently. Apartment a couple of years ago. And it doesn't hold up yeah. by today's standards, yeah. but those were the standards at the time. Yeah, and like Santa Claus used to smoke. All good, things change. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Wait, sorry, what? Santa Claus used to smoke? Yeah, yeah. like Santa Back Claus in malls used to smoke. Like, oh, in malls. Know, it's yeah, I mean, changes. everyone was smoking. You know, it's a standard of things that have changed. Like, would a Santa Claus today smoke? No. Because then kids would be like, I want to smoke. Yeah, he vapes. <laughs> he vapes on his lunch break and it, for it's sure. It's Coca-Cola flavor. Santa vaping. He's just blowing <laughs> rings. They turn into reindeer. Oh. <laughs> uh, the Last Man on Earth. Oh, okay. oh that 1964 a good one. Vincent Price movie uh, based on the novel I Am Legend, which is 1954. Oh. Huh. Sweet, sweet facts. Crazy. I know that because I have one of those like DVD packages where it was like $10 and there's 30 movies on it that you've uh, never heard of. Well, that one's Remember when on they it. had those <laughs> Super Nintendo? You could get those cartridges that were like bootleg cartridges that had like 10 games on them. Uh, Remember that? Anybody? Such a Not stuff? the bootleg one, but All-Stars. Oh, mm. love. What about, what about you guys? What are, what are some of your uh, guilty I pleasures? I wrote down a few of mine. I, I definitely included dice, like buying D&D &D dice. Mm. That's a guilty a dice pleasure? Problem. 
I, yeah. I have a dice problem. How many dice do you have, Roz? How many Not dice does Roz have? How many dice sets? How many uh, dice? You, you got to measure it in pounds. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wow. I, I know that it's a guilty pleasure because occasionally I'll be like, Matt, I'm playing a new game and I need to order dice. <laughs> and he'd be like, but no, you don't. You have lots of dice. And I'm like, no, people are coming I've never played before. And he's like, then give them some of the dice you have. And I was like, I can't give away my dice. He's like, they're unopened bags of dice right here. Why? I have never told you you shouldn't get more dice. <laughs> <laughs> I hear your voice in my head when I'm hitting go on. The Amazon I'm order for like, do you have more like, dice. Do you have <laughs> dice for like family, dice for when the queen comes over, dice for... Uh, yes. So is the voice of guilt in your head Matt's voice? <laughs> when, I, um, when I'm hitting go on the Amazon order for 16 bags of dice, yes. Oh, okay. That's a good question just in general. The voice of guilt in your head, whose is it? My mom. Yeah? Yeah. Sorry, I'd mom. I'd say my own. Love you. Your own? Yeah. It's not like society's voice? What does <laughs> or like the mean like? kid at high school. Sorry, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Sorry, did you just say the That's mean kid at high school? And then Lindsay. name her? No, I'm just <laughs> She's great. I'm sorry, I love you. Um, <laughs> she's not watching this. <laughs> No? She's very cool. I'm not cool. It's so funny if she was in the chat right now. <laughs> yeah, high school bully is like cyber stalking you by watching Filthy Talk. <laughs> I actually wrote down that as one thing that um, people say they uh, have a guilty pleasure in it, and it's that creeping Facebook. Mm. Oh. You know, huh. that, you know, you could just be like, oh, I'm just going to look up all my exes and then what they're doing now and who are they in photos with, and they went to the beach with that person. Oh. Huh. Do you, have a, do you, nope. do you uh, creep any social media? No, nope, never never been a thing. I don't really creep social media. No. <laughs> I um That's just that's just messing with your own mental health. So I don't do that. I I I know it's a possibility. I might have like recently after getting dumped, but not like long term. That's just yeah. bad, no. bad. That, that is something you do real late at Not night. even like Facebook friends or anything with like any of my exes. I'm a, I may be a bit of an oddball in that like I have not maintained contact with a single person I used to date ever in my I life. think that's actually, I mean, in my opinion, that's more common. Until I started dating Ash, I had never had to interact with someone else's exes like crazy. Mm. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm, I'm now friends with like, Five different dudes that she used to date. And is they're there, really is there cool. like, you have to like fight them? I like you. No. You know, like a Scott Pilgrim versus the world type situation? No, it's on. totally not Scott Pilgrim. It's like, it's just, they're just homies. You should, uh, Good job, you should, you should start a band with them called Ash's Exes. Ooh. Nico Case and all her ex-boyfriends is already a band. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what, great. What about like food? Do we, would we consider food guilty pleasures? Um, I I like McDonald's. to eat. Oh, Oof. McDonald's! That's love it. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have not eaten McDonald's it. since 2004 in Tokyo. Oh, I had a mm. weird ass tempura shrimp burger, and like Japanese McDonald's is not the same as North American McDonald's. It was clean. <laughs> it was nice. The people smelled good, and they were personable and happy, and the food was good. Mm. Our McDonald's is on uh, Pender and Abbott, so like mm. it's nope. the mm. East Hastings McDonald's. None of those things. I actually, it is I, a 
venture to I go actually kind of have one I kind of have one worse which is Church's Chicken which is not from Vancouver is like the greasiest yeah, it's most grease the chicken. disgusting fried chicken you will have ever experienced I got life. very drunk a couple years back yeah. quite a few years back maybe like 7 years ago and had Church's Chicken and swore it off for the rest of my yeah. life both both places, the last two places I lived, my current house and my last house, were within like two blocks of a church's chicken. I and my last house was too. Three and I or did four not go there. times in the last like four or five I've years. I've never had like it. Like once a year or so, if I'm like real drunk coming home from somewhere, I will get like a five piece chicken tenders and just mm. ugly eat it on the street <laughs> on my way home. <laughs> <laughs> ugly eat it. Like food guilt is gone for me. I eat what I want to eat, but I'm mm. gluten intolerant, so like I do have a guilty pleasure in that. That's will, real guilt, though. I will suffer. Yeah. Um, the, the, like, I'll be guilty when I'm like, I'm having a Guinness on St. Patrick's Day. I'm doing it, and if I'm sick, right. I'm sick. It's ha it has now, to happen, right? Does, right, Sasha? Does the, <laughs> does the suffering kind of uh, uh, assuage the guilt? Uh, no. Because it's like you're paying <laughs> your penance? <laughs> what? I just Assuage. like the way you say that word. You pronounce all the letters. Yeah. I did. I like it. Please continue. Assuage. Yeah. Uh, um, I wrote down raw batter. Oh. Raw batter? Oh, raw batter. What the hell? Raw batteries? It's because like, you're a scientist. It's really bad, but it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Raw cookie dough, sure. Oh, yeah. But like, raw batter? Heck That's yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, like egg like, batter. Like, egg batter. Muffin batter. I, I honestly, I think that the thing that like, okay, raw that's eggs true. are bad for you is a bit of a conspiracy. Eaters. Like your chances of getting salmonella from a raw egg are actually really, really, really low. That's not true. Matt, <laughs> chances of getting salmonella from an egg? Um, without looking up the actual stats, I'm pretty sure it's different between North America and Europe because in Nor Europe they don't um, refrigerate wash. Uh, they don't refrigerate them because they're not washed before they go. So they actually have a protective coating on them, which is stripped off here when they wash it, and that's why we have to refrigerate it. But because theirs are unwashed, they're more likely to be contaminated with something, so you need to take care of oh. uh, Is my guess. I haven't looked this up. Okay. That makes sense, I, though. I was watching a podcast that was talking about that they were astounded because they just saw recent stats of salmonella from raw eggs and that it was actually quite high. Oh. Yeah. I've eaten a lot of raw eggs in my life. Why? Um, like back in the day when I was like first getting into like fitness. Did you watch Rocky? It was like, oh, like if you're like trying to get strong, you just like you put raw eggs in a cup and you drink you them. You watched and... Rocky. Yeah. Yeah, you watched Rocky yeah. and you were like, I'm gonna be like him. Yeah, I'm gonna drink some raw eggs. I'm gonna get swole. Like, That's what about, a, wow. Wow. What about the songs that you put on repeat in the car, but only when you're alone? Oh, that's where the guilt comes. It's music. None of the watching stuff, whatever. But I have Matt and I had a little debrief about this. It is the music that is the guilt. And it's like, I was in a little art band in Ottawa. I don't want to say little, because they're like 11 piece, like art, like really great band. And they were all such like amazing musicians and really love you guys, but a little bit art snobby in some ways. So I would never want to admit that I very much love Miley Cyrus. I flip and love Miley Cyrus. Oh. But I would listen to that by myself and like know every lyric and sing every song and you know, but I also like cool music too, I like everything. But yeah, I think music is the guilty pleasure. Huh. Definitely say, Miley. I'd say like 99% of the songs I've heard in the last like 15 years I've only heard once. I don't really listen to what? music over again. But you don't, you don't, when you're in the- Really? Yeah. In the car or you're at home, you don't put something on just on, nope. I just feel like I am, you know what? I'm I, I have like that a Adele really song just like 60 times and I don't care. relationship with music where it's like, 
I don't have Spotify or Pandora or any of the other things. I am one of the like seven people in the world that pays money for SoundCloud. And once a week or so on average, I subscribe to like 2,000 different artists on SoundCloud. And I will go through my feed of like all of the most recent music that those artists have published. And I will repost the songs that I like. And those basically are my playlist for the next week. And I've like scanned them. Like I just listen to like little bits of each one of the songs like really fast to tell if I kind of like it or not. And it goes in my playlist. And then I listen to that playlist like through for that week. And then the next week I move on to the next one. That's and I may never hear any of those songs ever bizarre. again. Yeah, it's super and, I weird. Mean, very interesting. It's a very different pattern. I, I, yeah. I feel like huh. armchair psychologist mind blown right now. Yeah. <laughs> what? One time, it's like, isn't it the mere exposure factor of rep like the repetition that makes you love songs and feel warmth and nostalgic? I, I, I really like, <laughs> like, yeah. I like hearing sounds that I haven't heard before. I'm like, I don't honestly feel that kind of like nostalgic. Like, there's certain albums, but like, I don't, yeah, I don't have like Spotify or something, so I don't really have a way to go back and listen to them too. Huh. Are there any are there any oh, bands that you would listen to when Ash wasn't there because you you don't want her to be to know? No, there's nothing that I would try to hide. I uh, not anymore. I uh, <laughs> as I've as I've grown up as a human, um, I stopped caring what people think as much. Um, I would, there was other things that like people, one of the things, like I had trouble thinking of what's, what are my guilty pleasures. I, f I figured out some, but uh, something that used to be and is no longer guilty, as you were saying, is, uh, and it is Miley reality Cyrus? TV, although it's not really. It's Miley no, no, no. Cyrus, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, uh, James was saying that I don't, like, like, the guilt isn't there anymore. It's just pleasures. Yep. Because um, I stopped giving a shit. Yeah. Uh, Survivor. <laughs> I love Survivor. Survivor is fantastic. And it was like the original thing that was dubbed reality TV, but it's not reality. These people are playing a really advanced, really committed game show. And it's the craziest social experiment and it's so much fun to watch. Mm. The like weird manipulation of people trying to lie to each other on an island while starving. It's fucking just so fascinating. I love it. <laughs> I love to play it. It's just, it's, I love it so much and I feel no shame about it. And I've had people be like, you watch Survivor? And I'm like, yeah. They say it like that. So, yeah, legit, in the exact same voice. And they watch always put that on. One quasi reality TV show, The Curse of Oak Island. Um, Sorry, what? Curse or poke? The Curse <laughs> of Oak Island. If nobody's ever heard of Oak Island, okay. it's an island in Nova Scotia that, like, may or may not have, like, 400 year old buried treasure, like, 200 feet under oh. the ground. It's the craziest place. It's basically like there's this pit on this island that people have been looking for treasure in for like 250 years. And generation after generation of people have come there and gone broke looking for this treasure. And now the treasure is basically the reality TV show that they've made along the way. Oh. And it is the worst, most boring, pointless show in the fucking world because they've never found anything. <laughs> and every episode it's like, we found an old rusty screw in the dirt, and we're gonna stretch that out into an hour oh of TV. God. Oh my! But, How much of this have you watched? But the thing is, is again, like I have weird media consumption habits. I download the episodes and I watch like a forty-minute episode in about five minutes. Huh? Because I just fast forward until something interesting happens, and something interesting almost never happens. <laughs> You stick with it. He just likes to fast forward. At some point, they might find treasure, and I want to be there for that. Just wait till it gets announced. <laughs> I want to feel like I've been there for the ride, like okay. I was on the That's journey fair. with them. Like, admittedly, like a much more compressed version of the journey because they take way too long. 
but you haven't shared any of yours. I have. You so made a list. what I what I actually finally figured out because I was like, I don't really feel guilt about this kind of stuff, and I was trying to keep it specific to, not like foods and stuff, but something that you watch on the internet, and I think the thing that I don't, I talk about a bit, but I don't talk about much is I love rabbit holes of conspiracy theories. Mm. I find them super entertaining. They're fun to talk about if someone's like, do you know about, and then it's, it's like it's like someone else knows about the thing and you're like, oh, and you're like, yeah, isn't it nuts that like they think that this and this and this? Like, I like going down those weird rabbit holes. Like, like I remember watching one with Livingston um, where we were watching YouTube videos about uh, this guy who's like, he used to be uh, like a respected scientist and historian and he's proving, thing, proving things, he's got evidence. I, I didn't like ever look at anything to rebut it. I just was like, <laughs> I'm gonna listen to his side of the story and be like, well, isn't that fun? Um, but he's claiming that like the pyramids were, used to be coated in, I can't remember if it was gold or not, but that they were channeling energy into the sky and that the Egyptians had like- Pumping water underneath Why are you nodding your head? creating harmonic resonance. I've heard that one a lot. Oh, yeah. oh. I love conspiracy theories. Yeah. Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah. If you treat like, them like fiction, or possibility. Or probability. I, see, that's the thing. Yeah. I don't like if you treat them like fiction, fiction that you're open minded to have, yeah. having become real. Like maybe, maybe. But certain people go into it like this is real. Yes. From the get go. And that's just dangerous. It's crazy. Um, another one of mine actually I just thought of, um, and we've talked about this, but it's actually interesting. She's not watching right now, but my girlfriend has no idea that I'm into this at all. Oh. oh. MMA. Juicy. Like, MMA. I, I'm a fight fan. I've watched basically oh. every UFC event for the last like four years. You Wait, know, like, she still doesn't know? I don't think she really knows. Whoa. She's like really not into like violence or like combat sports or anything else like that. Huh. So it's like just very much something I've kind of compartmentalized. Where do like, you, I don't really... how do you watch their long events? How do you? <laughs> <laughs> he downloads them and he watches them later. And five, five, five minutes. Until yeah, it's an hour event. Watches literally <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm. That's certainly something I'm not guilty of at all. Like I thought about that and I was like, because I'm not like, I'm not a sports jock kind of guy. Guilt. It's just that like we don't talk about it because it's not something that she gets or cares about. Yeah, that's fair. You know? So, but it's different between not being able to relate to someone about a thing versus. Keeping a secret. Fully guilty about it. Ooh. Oh, one one. Sorry, guilty oh, yeah. pleasures. <laughs> oh, you just, did you just check the score? Yeah, Ben was supposed to tell Matt to tell me what the score was. It's tied. <laughs> my guilty pleasure is like all over my chest <laughs> in Vancouver. <laughs> I'm super committed to this. Uh, it must this suck year. to be a Maple Leafs fan. It does, but you know, <laughs> it's hereditary. Speaking of conspiracy theories, he has a great conspiracy. James theory. and I were talking about earlier is I have a firm conviction that there is a conspiracy perpetuated by the uh, NHL league office to ensure that a Canadian team never again wins the Stanley Cup. Yep. This is why, because Dad. The Canadian team hasn't won since 1992 based on the number of Canadian teams in the league and based on the budgets of the Canadian teams, yep. they're some of the biggest market teams in the league, it's a nigh into statistical impossibility that no Canadian team has won since 92. I, I have seen games. I, I mean, that's the, why there were riots. I think the way the divisions and the conferences are organized is directly to the detriment of Canadian teams. Yep. I think the way the officiating goes I've is seen some refereeing the that, of Canadian teams. Yeah. And, like, ultimately, it comes down to money because Canadian fans... Case in point, right here. Never won a cup in my lifetime. I'm like, no matter what. Yes. Their team can lose and lose and lose. But hockey's not big in America. They'll keep tuning in. I'm a Sens fan. American fans, (laughs) their team doesn't win, they lose interest like that. 
Uh, you know, if the Vegas Knights or the yeah, where the fuck I don't know Vegas? American Who Land puts Hockey an Club. ice hockey team in Vegas. There Charged is, like and they won the Stanley Cup. But why did that happen? Oh, yeah. There are two hockey teams in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> although apparently most of their fan base is yeah, Canadian. Yeah, that's fair. That's what? true. Yeah, of the of the Floridian hockey teams, most of their fan base is Canadians. Oh. Oh yeah, when you go go to visit, you can get really cheap tickets. I mean, your like, family goes to see. Well, they go because your cousin plays, but like, you know, yeah. Your cousin plays hockey professionally? Yeah, he's the uh, one what? of the goalies for the Panthers. What? No way. Yeah. <laughs> the guy I went to school with, I think, I think he played for the Panthers. I can't remember his last name right now, but I had a huge crush on him. Jeremy something, wherever you are, I love you. Uh, <laughs> Actually, oh, sorry, this, this makes me think of something that I wanted to kind of, that I almost made the whole episode about, but uh, uh, something I want to touch on and, and, and talk about is, so, nowadays, anybody with a camera, I mean, you can even just use your phone to do it, but if you have a phone, you have a computer, you have a camera, you can basically become a celebrity. And thinking of things like, it, it seems outrageous, because there used to be sports, like, like athletes that like, seem like superhumans, but like, it's your cousin? Wow, that's, that's mind-blowing. But now, celebrity has, does it seem discounted? Does it mean less because it's, it's just more available? Like you can do nothing. You can be just someone who sits there and talks to a camera and suddenly like celebrity has shifted drastically. But you gotta be good at talking to that camera. Mm. True. Like a million people talking to cameras on YouTube and like a handful of them make it. Like That's true. I think part of it is that they're, is still a somewhat tiered system to celebrity. Like a social media celebrity, you know, your Charlie D'Amato's or, you know, whoever else is of the world, like they may have massive audiences. They may generate substantial revenue from the content that they produce and publish, but they're not hooked into that like celebrity system that like feeds into the broader media machine that's like constantly pushing these people in all of these different places. True. You know, like you don't hear about Charlie D'Amato, you know, on your local broadcast TV news, you know, or in your local paper or whatever. I've they're going to have heard a, of I know, I'm like Charlie Sheen. She's a Charlie D'Amato. She's like a oh, massive she, even know. star. <laughs> um, one of the like breakout stars of TikTok. She has like 50 million followers and started when she was like 15 years old or something, just making silly goof off dance videos well, or whatever. But we were talking this week about the Twitch um, hot tub, hot tub controversy. Oh yeah. You know? Cause like, that's another thing where you can get pretty, you can get a lot of people to watch you on Twitch, which is, you know, supposed to be about, there's, there's a just chatting category, sure, but you're not supposed to wear, um, you know, Super risque clothing and that kind of thing, because mm -hmm. the the, cert, the site can be searched by anybody, families, kids, kids yep. and all that kind of stuff. So you know they do have some conduct rules. You know they have a they have terms of service, mm -hmm. but uh, they have a lot of people who are they're playing video games still, but they're ladies in bikinis. Yep. And uh, the biggest one that we were talking about, Amaranth, they recently have demonetized her channel. She got demonetized. Yeah. When? Just this week. Oh my God. So and she, you know that she what she's what she was posting about is that she was upset, not just because you know that happened, but the way that she found out about it was just by going into her own video statistics. They didn't send her a message <laughs> telling her that was going to happen. Yeah. They just did it oh. and saying like, presumably for some reason. And she's, I think, and other streamers are like, you know, don't be upset with her necessarily because she puts on a bikini and plays Mario Kart in the <laughs> hot tub. Be upset that Twitch has terrible 
technically unclear terms of service. Yeah, you that's know? So it's like she's technically not doing anything wrong. I also need no? to like. But Twitch they're also penalizing her for it. Twitch is like one of those companies that's like, they've grown faster than they've been able to scale their operations, and like some of the other platforms will have like, you know, um, uh, partner engagement teams or something like that. Yeah, people yeah. that are basically dedicated resources that like, you know, hold these people's hands and help them, you know, create and monetize content on their platform. And I don't think Twitch has a super strong so? team in that I have no area idea. yet. I mean, maybe they have they some of it, but I don't think that they have enough of it for how many breakout stars are appearing on the platform. Um, but to go back to something I was saying a second ago, though, like I think the tiered system of celebrity is starting to change and break down, though, because you're starting oh, yeah. to see more and more people from, you know, the Hollywood, New York, London media system plugs, social media stars and influencers into mainstream content. You know, you have the Lily Sings of the world who broke out on YouTube making silly goof-off comedy videos about teenage life experiences and now hosts like a network TV show. Um, and, you know, they're trying to cast movies with social media celebrities and, you know, Instagram and TikTok influencers. And what a great and opportunity is that, like, to get famous in the small thing that you do in your yeah. on your platform. Matt and I really like to follow this. Oh, Matt, find out her name. She plays the hurdy-gurdy. Hmm. Patty the instrument. Yeah, Patty gurdy Well, there you go. Yeah, interesting <laughs> instrument. But um, people found her, and then she plays it on Carnival Row. Like, they, they heard oh. her music and were like, oh, you'd fit perfect for our show. Yeah. And then contacted her. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. She got to write a song for it. Yeah. Like, I, one I of the themes <clears throat> for a character. Oh, cool. That's unreal. Like, yeah. I think like, the gate, the, the opening to being mm -hmm. a celebrity is, like, not as guarded. And, Ooh. you know, like, there's no moat full of sharks. Oh, people just I, punched holes in the sides of the fences. Yeah. yeah. Like, now they're like, oh, crap, they're in here. What do we do? Like, like you were talking about that they don't have the the machine, the infrastructure behind them that like traditional media, TV and film and, and, and music. I still don't think the machine curated. has figured out yet how best to utilize these people though. Because yeah. to come back to the example of Lily Singh, that show is struggling. It's oh. floundering. Like I've tried oh. to watch it and it's not good because they took a person who was a YouTube, you know, short, funny video maker and put them into a traditional stand-up comic context. Stand-up? Well, she does every episode, she does a however long it is intro monologue. Oh. You know? She's never worked comedy club after comedy club, practicing her timing and her delivery and you know, learning how to tell jokes professionally. They just took somebody that like made funny videos and were like, oh, you've made funny content, so you must be a good stand-up comedian. Mm. They didn't try to like go, hey, instead of just making a standard late-night TV show, let's make a late-night TV show that best utilizes your specific skills and talents. They just tried to plug her directly into the existing machine. I think the machine needs to change and mold itself a little bit so that when you plug these people in, it's not round hole into square, square peg yeah. into round hole. It's round oh my God. round hole. Yeah, that's Sorry, right. I just square peg and round hole. There's a really <laughs> funny TikTok that Ash showed me of a guy that's like, and here's a square, and he's got one of those like kid toys. Oh yeah, and he just puts the same one every in every hole. <laughs> square hole. Yeah. Oh, hack. It's really funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of jokes, didn't you bring a joke today? Oh fuck, my moment passed. Oh, I was man. like, oh, I love. Obviously, my guilty pleasure. Uh, Yo, ladies in your 30s, shout out. I'm growing a playoff beard, but I didn't pluck any of my stray hair. Anyways, it sucks. It's over. The moment's passed. <laughs> I have a playoff beard. The Leafs are going to win the cup. I'm 37 years old, and it's time. 
That was my joke, and I'm sorry that I don't count yelled on. and pounded the town. All Don Cherry up in here. So good. Leek's trying to hold the Canadian teams down. It's never gonna happen. It's sorry. never gonna happen. I, I really like happen. that. I feel like that that's that's almost a bit. That was like you're you know you can work that into a tight five yeah. real easy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of five. my introduction there, like I I honestly thought that. This may sound bad, so this may also be a guilty pleasure. I thought that Don Cherry was my grandfather until like five years old. Whoa! <laughs> like I'll show you pictures. I, I shit you not, they were identical in the, in the late '80s and the early '90s. Don Cherry got oranger, and my grandpa got older. But like so I honestly see like hockey night and candy. Like grandpa! I did. Like there's. I, it, Why is he have, so angry? Why does he talk like this whenever he's on TV? Because he's a good Ontario boy out there. Okay. <laughs> Doing his best, get honored ten percent. I miss my family so much. I feel like I just, I just want to watch Hockey Night in Canada with my family. Oh, What's the score? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely have a playoff beard. I'm three white hairs strong. Oh wow! I'm very brisk, very sharp. <laughs> Hair and makeup did not catch those. You had the mask on. So. I had a mask. Um, Okay, I, I was gonna. I, I wrote. I did. The only. I didn't do much prep today for whatever reason. There was hey, other stuff going fun. on. That's all that matters, Travis. Have you yeah. ever had something you're secretly into? So, like, I mean, you have this potential now. Uh, come to the light and have strange effects, either positive or negative, in your life. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh goodness. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Oh wow. I. It hasn't happened to me, so <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> I can't just pick that up and be like, hey. Because this happened to me. I, I like, wouldn't say so much like come to light, but it influenced some life choices and changes, oh. I think. Because, mm. um, like, I thought I was going to be a stockbroker when I was, like, 14 years old. Huh. Like, my parents were, like, total, like, West Coast hippies, and I kind of rebelled against that. Like, I watched probably two hours of CNBC a day when I was 14 years old. Nerd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, like, I had this whole, like, very corporate life path sort of planned out for myself. Uh. And then I got really into electronic music and festival culture and raves and stuff like that. And then out of university, I got a job at, like, TELUS and this, like, leadership development program. And it was like, you're on the fast track to, like, management success. And I thought that was exactly what I wanted. Huh. But my experience in sort of broadly what you could characterize as counterculture in the 21st century really quickly taught me this is not the place for me oh. and that really oh. sort of informed and and helped me make the the life choice to just get the fuck out of town and do something different i mean that yeah that that works that's that's really interesting like, like having something that is sort of a side interest or hobby or or like just something you're doing but didn't think it was career oriented cuz what happened life. was that's, is that's cool. uh 2 years in a row when I worked at Telus I went to Shambhala Music Festival which is a big crazy electronic music festival here in BC and I could not tell anybody I worked with that I was going to this event. I had to lie to them and say that I was going to like a family reunion yeah. and I was like camping and stuff because mm. I could not figure out how to explain to my like hyper normative, super corpo conservative coworkers and bosses that I was going to some big crazy drug filled electronic music festival in the Kootenays. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I just, I didn't Word. know how to make like the person that I was uh, fit the like the person that I portrayed in the work context. Oh, dissonance. That's a yeah. whole other episode. I relate that's to that uh, so much. I think. Yeah, we, could, yeah, we should talk about that another. How we ended up here. Let's common. talk about that. Oh, that's an interesting story. <laughs> that would be a good episode. <laughs> Do you have one? Do you have anything? Oh, 
The, like, coming to light? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so at the start of the pandemic. Oh, you um, do have one. The Sweet. biggest, no, it's, I'm gonna come clean. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh! The biggest thing that I missed was karaoke at Numbers on Davie Street. Oh! Um, me too! So, I mean, it's not the biggest thing I, I think karaoke maybe is a bit of a guilty pleasure because I'm like, I'm such a singer. It's so amazing. <laughs> Everyone loves me. I sing barefoot. I'm so cool. Um, but I got the app Smule. What? Sorry, what? Smule. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Join me. Um, I have like 700 songs in a year. It's bad. It is, is absolutely it? my guilty pleasure. Smule, it is an I've online karaoke app. It is global. It is like probably the you last positive social media platform. People are so kind, so lovely. Oh, shit. Like it's a karaoke bar digitally. It's like everyone loves each other. It's amazing. It's like all the YMCA. It's just glorious. <laughs> Anyways, so it is my guilty pleasure. Like when Scott, come, my partner comes home and he walks in the door, sometimes he'll scare me and I'm like, in the middle of blasting out a Miley tune. <laughs> so real. And I get so embarrassed, like my whole body goes red. I live with this man, I love this man, I'm gonna marry this man, and I am embarrassed that he hears me <laughs> singing, especially with no, the backtracks are in my headphones, right? So this has been my guilty pleasure. And when it's like kind of come to light, I started like starting to share videos and stuff, and it's like, whatever, it's not good. But I love, 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 love karaoke, and that's I lost incredible. my train of thought, but Smule rocks. If y'all aren't on Smule, it is like a positive place. It is a karaoke and like community of people that just support each other and love each other, even when you're off tune and you suck eggs or you've had like seven <laughs> bottles of wine and you're like, I can sing Florence in the Machine tonight. Hey! <laughs> and you don't have to put up with any of the like close talkers. No They're close like, talkers, yeah. no spit. Yeah. You know, there's no waiting in line. You don't have to put your song in the queue and listen to Garth Brooks 75 times, which I also love. I love Garth Brooks. But no, I it don't. Was, yeah. <laughs> Smule is my guilty pleasure. Um, when I work from home, full disclosure, every break I take, even at lunch, I sing. It is the greatest stress relief. Huh, this is incredible. We're I know. so much today. Yeah. It is. I'm glad I asked this question. It is my favorite. I have sent a few people that work here um, a few songs that I had done that are over the top. One of the old, old guilty pleasures is that I have, like, I was Annie and Annie when I was 11. I have it on vinyl. I listen to it when I'm singing. I know every lyric to every song in the musical Annie. I still sing it today. And I did a, like, very, I would say, like, a half a bottle of Merlot in and a couple <laughs> of joints in Little Girls. Like, I want to be Miss Hannigan. If there's any, like, local theater groups casting for Miss Hannigan, I'm 37 and I'm I feel like, I feel like we need to, like... I just love it. for this like random karaoke app that I've never heard. I feel like we need to do like a high production, like just one song for James, so she can post him in this platform mm -hmm. and just blow mm -hmm. everybody's fucking mind. I will sing "Little Girls" on this stage. Wait, is it? It's it's a live thing. I think you showed it to me like a year ago. Uh -huh. Is it live? Still going. Can you like pre-record stuff, or how does it work? You can do live songs. You can pre-record. You can open. It's called okay, you open. If you sing your parts and then you open it, and then people can join you, and anyone can join you. I've sung with people from like the Netherlands. I have friends all over the world. I have people in the U.S. who are my friends now. Upstate New York, I got a buddy. Oh, what's his name? David. David, if you were watching this, um, like you become like one of my friends, and all we do is sing and share things together, and uh, it's a really beautiful part of the world that is a little bit like untapped. There's some creepers. Lovely. But it's you know. When we get out of the pandemic, numbers. Numbers. We're going because that's my favorite place to do karaoke. It is my favorite place. Also, on just Earth. karaoke at the lot. Uh, I'm trying yeah, to we'll do that again. I'm organized. What? Okay, nothing. <laughs> okay. The first, okay. Night, the first uh, night I met Chris, uh, was it your birthday party? 
at your old house on 41st Ave. Okay. I thought for a long time it was Chris, but it wasn't Chris. It was you and some other dude just would not stop singing shit. Show tunes. Yeah, that was higher oh, night. That was uh, 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 Tate. Mm. It was, was me the first and night I met Noor too. We were si what? It was the first night I met Noor as well. Oh right. Uh, no, me and Tate were singing uh, the soundtrack to Newsies. So Trevor much. Trevor was an amazing singer, by the way. So much. Oh, 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 we don't have the Trevor right singing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, you prepped a thing. I like to play games. Yay! <laughs> I like to force people to play my games. Yay! I know. Matt, don't shake your head. You love games. Mandatory he doesn't fun. Love games. Mandatory fun. He doesn't Mandatory like fun. Game. Yeah. I put Mandatory the... fun is Roz's middle names. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Roz, mandatory fun. Yay. Yeah. Okay. okay, what are we doing? So uh, we are going to say movie titles. Uh, we're going to go back and forth. And you guys are going to tell us if watching this movie is a guilty pleasure or it is just proud good times fun. Oh my god, what's the score though? <laughs> okay, but yeah. The score is whoever Matt says wins. Unless Matt, you can monitor no, the No, she chat. meant the game, the hockey game. I think game. she meant in the hockey, yeah. No, we're not, we don't care about the hockey game. We, we don't, don't care about... <laughs> mandatory. Fun we don't care about the hockey. We don't okay. care. Uh, we don't care about the care there. Is this speed round kind of thing? <laughs> okay. Oh. Yes. Okay. Always. Okay. So we'll go like two go first. One, two. And then you guys are going to tell us if it's watching this movie is a guilty pleasure or it's just proud, good times, fun. Guilty or proud fan. Uh, dirty go. dancing. Never seen it. Oh. Neutral. Oh. Legally blonde. Never seen it. Neutral. Uh, cruel intentions. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> It was so good. <laughs> I won't tell any more stories about that movie, but I got stories. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, good. I don't good. think I've seen it again. No. Right. Well. Con Air. Never seen it. Uh, what? Is this a bad movie? I do. Hey, okay. Jurassic Park, awesome. The Lost World. The what? Jurassic Park one? The second one. That was the second one, right? Yep. T-Rex Downtown. That was fucking awesome. Right. Right. No, Lost and World was the third one. Right? I have nightmares nope, about the T-Rex eating me the off the toilet one. still. Well, I haven't seen mm. the second one. <laughs> oh. It's all right. Lost uh, World, the book, is better than the Jurassic Park, the book. Lost uh, World, the movie, is just a big steaming pile of shit that shares about one scene with the book. Yeah. Some people forget is that Jurassic Park was a book. I have no and idea what's going good. on right now. Like, That's okay. It's a game. And you're next. I, I, I didn't hear your last one. Devil Wears Prada. Oh, mm. uh, guilty pleasure. I enjoyed it. Oh, it's a good movie. Proud fan. <laughs> Crowd favorite. Love Actually. Oh. Good film. Good like film. just the pleasure, all pleasure one. Yeah, <laughs> proud fan. Uh, proud Euro fan. trip. Mm, haven't seen it. Oh, Tom Green, Ottawa boy. No, that's road trip. Just kidding. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I put Euro trip because Matt loves them. He's someone has to drive me home. Yeah, Euro trip. Euro trip. <laughs> uh, the Fast and the Furious. Never seen that. Which one? The Notebook. Uh, all of them. Good film. First two bad. The other ones get awesome. There's oh. more Notebooks. No, no. <laughs> when I was, just a, just a quick interjection, when I was in high school, my friend Brian saw Tyler saw the first Fast and the Furious movie <laughs> 17 times in theater. I hate them already. Yeah. But aren't there 17 uh, of them? Dude, where's my car? Mm, good movie, cool tattoos. Yeah. yeah. Kind of a bad movie. I saw it once. Roz still quotes that movie. I love it. Where's your car, dude? Or could love that movie. <laughs> What's no, I'm dead. No, I'm dead. <laughs> I think I'm going to watch that tonight. What's your movie? Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, I don't Haven't remember seen it. it. Heath Ledger? Don't remember. That's a legit good movie. The Karate Kid, why is that on here? Great movie. Good film. Never eh? seen it. It's not great. Never seen it. Tried to get into Cobra Kai. It had me for like a season and then lost me. Oh. 
Half Baked. Great film. Great Never film. seen it. I've never seen half baked. What's that tonight? Armageddon. Dude Guilty pleasure. Uh, oh, that's I prefer Deep Impact. Ooh. Me too. Hot take. I like the soundtrack. I have Boondock Saints. Great film. Boondock Saints. Film. Yeah, no, yeah, proud fan. film. Proud, Super proud fan. fan. I haven't watched it since like high school, but I bloody loved it in high school. Now I suspect I wouldn't. A little bit traumatizing, but really good. Yeah. The Water Boy. <laughs> proud of that. Adam Sandler was my list for like all the 90s, so um, yeah, proud fan. Okay. I still watch most of his movies, but I haven't liked one since Billy Madison. <laughs> so I don't Un know. Punch Drunk Love. Happy Gilmore. That was the last one. Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love is a great film. Oh, oh well. yeah, but that's not because of Adam Sandler. <laughs> that's no. P.T. Anderson Very made that. Very well done. Yeah. Oh, these were your other questions. That's <laughs> all I have. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, oh, that's not a movie. Oh, okay, what else we got? Great film. Which? Grease. Oh, it's it. the word. You say you played Annie? Guilty pleasure. I can sing all the Grease songs too. No, but did you say you played Annie? Yeah. I was Danny Zuko. Yeah! No, and Annie. What? Annie. Little, like, orphan, little orphan Annie. Orphan Annie? <laughs> no, I know, I know, but I'm saying that she said Grease and I said I played, I'm trying to bring things together and oh, I see. what you were talking about. Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, <laughs> I thought you were like, I was Daddy Warbucks, but his name was Danny Zuko. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying I played Danny Zuko and she said Grease. That's a weird movie. Uh, my last one is Ghost. Oh, guilty uh, pleasure. I've been trying to watch yeah. Scott to I'm watch that movie. Guilty. You have to like it for it to be Whoa. guilty pleasure. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I like right. the scenes when he's, when the dude in the subway is trying to teach him how to touch stuff. Yeah, that part was like, fun. Focus and the, yeah. that stuff was cool. Uh, the rest of it, I don't, I don't care about. It's, Does anybody even remember that movie other than the pottery scene? There's the pottery scene. No, I remember it. The, the corrupt the banker the guy. I just, I just proved it. <laughs> Demi Moore's like brilliant pixie cut that basically yeah. made everyone want to shave their heads. And, and Whoopi Goldberg as a psychic. Oh, she was yeah. see ghosts. She's wow. on toast. Great movie, though. Wow. What? So I, I was like, no one's going to say anything about that movie. I was wrong. So wrong. Uh, it's not a good movie, though. It's not. I, I can't be a guilty pleasure. I'm also not a proud fan. But Dirty Dancing, guilty pleasure. Uh, yeah, guilty pleasure. <laughs> I was so disappointed when I finally watched that movie and realized that Nobody Puts Baby in a Corner is literally just referring to Nobody Puts Her in a Corner. Like, <laughs> sit her over there. I was like, what? I remember like, people I talking about it. I thought this was like it. some awesome metaphor. It like, was, yeah. Nobody, like, but nobody no, was also that. No, that movie sucked, and like nobody <laughs> writing that movie was smart enough to be legitimately doing that as a metaphor. Yes, they did. <laughs> that was the meaning of the I remember movie. people talking. Okay, here's a The friggin' story. song from that movie. The movie's set in the 50s, and it's the most 80s goddamn song of all time. <laughs> <laughs> the fashion still holds. But That's like, a solid point. You know, I remember, I have a memory 50s? of being in junior kindergarten. And the rest people... of the soundtrack, or it's sixties. What? Like Be My Baby by the Ronettes. I thought it was the 80s. Nope. They all look so 80s. You think 80s. it's the 80s because that's the song that was written for it. But, but it had it synthesizers not. in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I straight up remember kids, honestly. I was like, there was uh, Elmer's glue on the table. I was four years old, junior kindergarten, Gananoque, Ontario. And people were talking, the older kids were talking about dirty dancing. And I was like, ooh. Like, I just wanted to watch it so bad because I thought it was going to be so risque. And then I remember watching it and being like, there's nothing dirty about this shit. This we, isn't exciting. We had this to watch bad. it a lot, both me and my brother, because my mom had the biggest thing for Patrick Swayze. Mm. So it was just on in our house all the time. I was like, like, I want to watch cartoons. He was, he was pretty like, much like no. an 80s stud. <laughs> what? He was peak 80s stud. Oh, yeah. Like, Swayze yeah, yeah. in the 80s? Like, yeah. And, you know, he's like shirtless on a log in that movie, <laughs> dancing. Like, yeah, I get that it. That log stuff sure. is cool. 
<laughs> Being in North Van, I want to log it up for sure. <laughs> Every time I see a tree fall over, I'm like, I'm going to dance on that. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, wow. Uh, uh, I mean, we've reached our time. Sadly. That was the I best time I've ever had. I know it's so easy. <laughs> it just goes by so quickly. Uh, Before uh, we wrap up, yes. I would just personally like to issue an apology to everyone in the chat who did not get their free sub because it just stopped working halfway through. It stopped working? Oh. Yes. Oh. Come back next week and we'll figure it out. We'll fix um, it. We're professionals. We make mistakes like everybody. Tell and you what. we fix if, them. If you're in the chat and you didn't get a sub, if you're in the chat and you didn't get a sub, um, and you were, we can check. We can go back and look at the chat. Um, but comment. This video will be posted on YouTube tomorrow. And comment on that video, and I can I can tomorrow. cross reference you names, <laughs> and uh, we'll figure it out. We'll give you some subs. Uh, I just want to thank. If every if every hot dog was perfect, we wouldn't have pork chops. If every hot dog. No, I fucked it up. Every hot dogs. Oh, that broke me. Oh, that broke me. That was so good. No. Oh, that was I'm so aware. good. Oh no. Now that was in of itself perfection. And with that, sorry, I think Ryan. we should end it. Oh, I was trying to. I don't know what just happened. Uh, so, okay. Thank you for joining us on Twitch. Uh, uh, like I said, these episodes will be, I mean, this is episode 42. So if you want to catch up on Filthy Talk, all of that's available on YouTube slash a filthy lot. Uh, <laughs> we will be here every Thursday at 530. Uh, tune in Tuesday on Twitch for One Shot or Not. At 3.30 in the afternoon, that's a three-hour gameplay show. Uh, uh, Matt is actually DMing next week. Jamie is playing. I can't remember who else is playing. Andrew. And Sam. And Natasha. Sam. And Natasha. 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 Sweet. Nice. Right on. Um, and other than that, yeah, uh, stay tuned and, and let us know. Uh, thank you for being here. Let us know what you want to see Channel Point Redemptions for, because we're going to mix this show right up. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned and stay filthy. <laughs>